Hey guys, it's Dr. Delvina, board certified psychiatrist in South Florida. Are you ready to take the couch? Hey, brain lovers, it's Dr. Delvina. It's Sunday night and time for another episode of the Brain Love Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delvina Thomas here in South Florida. I wanted to say sunny South Florida, but it's not so sunny. Over the weekend, we have um, some kind of uh, tropical storm or something that's passing by. So we've had a lot of rain. It's almost fall, man. It's like unbelievable um, to me that it's September 13th, right? It's September 13th. It was almost like yesterday when things started to close down and COVID reared its ugly head back in February, March. For me, it just seems like things went by so quickly. I don't know what it feels like to anyone else, but, you know, I was also out of the house every day going to the office and working and taking care of business and things like that. So, um, but it's unbelievable that it's almost fall. When is the first day of fall? Let's take a look at the calendar. I want to say it's sometime the fourth week, one, two, three, four. Yeah, the fourth week of September. Let's look it up and see. And if you have any pictures of um, your area where you live and how it looks in the fall, DM them to me or email them to me at info, I-N-F-O, at Dr. Delvina, which is D-R-D-E-L-V-E-N-A, info at Dr. Delvina, D-R, don't spell out Dr., D-R-D-E-L-V-E-N-A dot help, H-E-L-P. Send me pictures of what it looks like in your hometown or in your city or where you live or where you're currently located. I want to see what it looks like in the fall where you are. So the first day of fall this year in the Northern Hemisphere will begin September 22nd. The first day of fall will be September 22nd. I just love the fall. So it's September, which is Suicide Prevention Month, Suicide Awareness, Suicide Prevention Month, and um, it's also Prostate Awareness Month. And if you guys recall back in July, I think it was, I did do a, a, a live with Dr. Jeffrey Moore, who's a hematology oncologist talking about prostate cancer to make people more aware. And he was just on with me again recently, and I I posted this last week, um, or actually two weeks ago, discussing Chadwick Boseman and colon cancer. So let's be more aware of what's happening with us and our bodies and preventative health and how to take care of ourselves. And, um, And actually... Allow me to just expound on that. What is preventative health? Today I'm talking about different things. Um, Tonight I should say I'm talking about different things. Um, There's there's just so much happening right now. um, And I just kind of wanted to touch on quite a few things just to check in with everyone as we roll through the timeline, as we 
go from one one quarter to the next, one month to the next. We are in the last quarter. It is the last quarter of the year. And that is just so ridiculous to me that it happened so quickly. So let's see, I'm 44. I'll be 45 in January. Woo! Yeah, so as time goes by, we got to pay attention to our health, you know, Certain things can happen to us, and we're unaware of it. Um, and so there are recommendations. The U.S. Preventive Services Task Force puts out recommendations on what we should do and when and why. And so um, let's see. For women, we should all have mammograms. We should have mammograms. We should have pelvic exams, which includes a pap smear, Um and so you should have, if you're, age, if you're a woman and your age is 50 to 74, you should have a mammogram every other year. Oh, I'm sorry. Not every other year. It depends on you and your history. So... It's actually a recommendation that has changed from time to time. But, um, okay, yeah, I'm correct. It is every other year. So you should have a mammogram every other year to detect for breast cancer. And as far as pap smears or pelvic exams, depends on which recommendation you're checking, but uh, most recommendations will state from the time that you become sexually active. And if you're a virgin, um, until you're like in your 20s, you should have a pelvic exam. You shouldn't wait until you start engaging in sexual activity. So the task force recommends a mammogram within two years, a pap test, which is what you get during your pelvic exam for women, within three years. And... Um, all men and women should also have colorectal screening. And I, I talked about this two Sundays ago with Dr. Jeffrey Moore. We spoke about when to get the colo, uh, colonoscopy excuse me, to check for colorectal cancer. So that's important. These are the things we have to do um, to just maintain and to ensure that inside of our bodies are looking just as good as we are on the outside, right? So I've had my mammograms. I've had two. I've had ultrasounds of my breasts. Um, during COVID-19, I was able to go, it was kind of go down the, the list of things I needed to do. So I want you guys to do the same thing as COVID-19. It's a little bit of downtime, so work on that. Think about your your health. We talk about mental health and wellness, and we talk about physical health as well. Um, so right now I'm discussing physical health because I want you guys to all think about what you should be doing. Um, from analytics, most of my listeners are around my age and older. Um, we have a few in their 20s and some in their 30s, but most of my listeners are in their 40s and 50s. This is around the time that we do have to just kind of think about moving forward, our lives moving forward and how we'll continue to care for ourselves. And we think more and more about retirement and being healthy, checking our, our blood sugar, our blood pressure, 
Um, you know, if we're inactive, we need to be active. So, guys, go see your primary care doctor so they can tell you what you're missing if you haven't had this preventative, these health checks, you know. So I always talk about that checkup from the neck up, as one of my battle buddies used to say, Dr. Thurston, when we were in Kuwait together. Um, but don't forget about your physical health, too. So I don't want that to ever be um, anyone to think that I'm not I'm not uh, checking on you for those things. You got to have your physical health. We got to check the box on all those things. Physical health, physical health, mental wellness and health, spiritual, right? All of those things, they go together. Moving on to the next topic. So I saw, I've seen a lot of things in the news lately. Um, one of which everyone has probably been following this story about Meg Thee Stallion and um, how she was shot in the foot by um, another entertainer. I won't really go into that. I'm not going to really talk about that until October because October is, who can tell me what October is, guys? So September is Suicide Prevention Month and Prostate Awareness Month. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Domestic Violence Awareness. So... um I'll be talking about that situation as we get into October. Um, also, September, um, there's another um, topic we should be aware of, and that's sexual health. So this coming Thursday, I will be talking to my guests regarding her vagina. Now, I know that may sound kind of crazy, but I will be talking to a new guest who's never been on any of my shows, not on Therapy Thursday, on my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Delvina Thomas. Not here on the podcast, which just began in May. But Miss Jessica Penn will be on Therapy Thursday, um, this coming Thursday, and we're, discussed, we're discussing the vagina. Um, so hopefully you guys can tune into this the discussion it'll be live on Facebook and also on YouTube and um, and so September is sexual health awareness month and the reason why I wanted to discuss this topic is because well I visited Miss Penn's Instagram page and she has some very very interesting information on her page regarding the vagina and um, things that have been happening to women um, with regard to their vaginas, women um, not being treated appropriately or um, physicians showing disregard for female health. So sexual pleasure has been something that she talks about on her site. Um, and she has also spoke about the anatomy of the woman's vagina. Um, she's talked about the labia minora, the labia majora, the clitoral hood. Um, she goes into a lot of detail because one thing she discovered once she became an advocate for female health is that a lot of textbooks, including in medical schools, do not dedicate time and information to actually reviewing the female anatomy. And so I think she postulates that if we understood the female anatomy better, Women would not feel shamed. Women would not be coaxed into female genital cosmetic surgery. 
Um, they wouldn't be embarrassed about the way their vaginas appear. Um, and they would also, um, this would create more sexual pleasure. So this is, um, this is empowerment for women. And so I hope you guys can join, join in on the conversation on Thursday at 6 p.m. This coming Thursday, we will be normalizing clitoral and vaginal anatomy with Miss Jessica Penn. So in the headlines, I'm going to switch gears for a second. Andrew Gillum, our previous Democratic candidate for Florida governor, is in the headlines again because he's talking about what happened back in, I believe it was in April, when he met made headlines because of a night of partying in Miami Beach in a hotel room with a gay man, um, a gay male who is, I suppose, a good friend of his or something like that. That's what was um, reported when this initially happened. So, so Andrew Gillum says he did not recognize himself in the photo. This photo depicted, well, this, this is a photo of him, as he stated, quote, literally lying in my own vomit, close quote, after a night of partying. So Andrew Gillum is only 40 years old, and he nearly lost the 2018 Florida governor's race. And, um, you know, he was in a Miami Beach hotel with another man who, this other man overdosed on crystal meth, and Andrew Gellum was so inebriated and so intoxicated, he didn't. He had no idea what was going on. Police found three baggies of crystal meth on the bed and, and on the floor. And, um, and they actually did him a favor. You know, they let him leave. They did not detain him. They didn't do any of that. Um, so as you guys know, as I said, he was the Democratic candidate for Florida governor, and he barely lost that race. He is a husband. He is a father of three, and he's a former mayor of Tallahassee. And according to Andrew Gillum, he seems like, I don't know, I want to say he seems like he's regretful, but at the same time, he makes mention that he was in his most vulnerable state, unconscious, had not given consent, and someone decided to use a moment and he states where I was literally lying in my own vomit. I'm like, okay, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, you know, everyone should have privacy, right, including politicians, I suppose. Um, and what's the point of me mentioning this? The point of my mentioning this is that Andrew Gillum claims that he turned to alcohol to self-medicate his depression, and I want everyone out there to know that at this is 2020. We should all know better. We should have other ways of coping and dealing in stress. Um, you know, I don't understand it. He says that he turned to alcohol because of suffering from depression, that his depression was exacerbated after losing the race, after losing the 
the race for governor of Florida that his depression was exacerbated and he wasn't doing well. Um, he states that he was battling alcoholism and depression, which worsened after he lost to our now governor, Ron DeSantis. I don't know if I buy that or not. You know, that's his story. He's sticking to it. That's what he claims. I don't know. Maybe this is someone who likes to use drugs and alcohol and hang out with people who claim a lifestyle of homosexuality. Um, but I know one thing. When you are positioning yourself to be the next governor of Florida or positioning yourself to he, who, who knows he may have been able to run for president someday, but he's basically compromised all of that by the decisions he made that weekend. Initially he claimed he was going to a wedding and that's what he was in Miami for. But the gentleman who he was with stated there was no wedding. So that story went to pieces. So in an interview, he states that he has cried every day since that night in March. I'm sorry, I said it was in April. I guess it was in March that he's cried every day and that he's hopeful of redeeming himself. I think, you know, everyone deserves redemption. Everyone deserves to prove themselves over again. But um, Andrew Gillum's not telling the truth completely. Um, he is just not being completely honest about everything. Maybe he did have a history of depression. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was abusing alcohol because he likes how it tastes. Everyone who abuses alcohol and drugs are not self-medicating something. Now, I will say this, because he was hanging around with a homosexual, it could have been that somewhere in his distant past that there's been some type of abuse. Many black men and, and women have been sexually abused and molested in their, in their past. And because they don't address it, they don't get help for it, later down the road in their life, it rears its ugly head. So the bluff up front here, the bottom line up front, the bluff, the bottom line up front is this. You have to engage your demons. You have to. You cannot live life and think You'll ignore your demons and nothing will ever freaking happen. Like your mind, your brain knows what these demons are, when they occurred, how they occurred, who they occurred with. Your brain and your mind, your, your, your brain knows this. You have memories. You have information inside of your head, inside of your brain and your memory about these things that have happened. You have to engage it because if not, You'll be in Andrew Gillum. You'll be in Miami Beach with someone who's a homosexual who uses crystal meth and overdoses on crystal meth as you're getting high on alcohol. He claims that's all he did. I think it was more than that. I think he used drugs also. That's just my opinion. Based on what my experience has been in situations, he probably used as well. But if you don't deal with your demons, you'll be an Andrew Gillum. Don't be a freaking Andrew Gillum. Deal with your fucking demons. Engage them. Get rid of them. You only have one 
freaking life to live. Fucking tackle these demons and get rid of them. You don't have to stay married to these demons, man. Let them go. Like, if it's something that happened to you in your distant past or your past, think about it. Talk it out with a mental health professional. And then sever ties with it. Don't allow that demon to just climb on your back and stay there. And that's the thing that I see a lot of people doing. And it's like they don't understand. They're sort of just living in the now. They're living in their past, actually. I wanted to say they're living in the now and they're not thinking about their future. But I really believe they're living in their past. When you live in your past, that's when anxiety and nervousness and all those things come into your everyday picture. Nervousness, anxiety, I'm not saying it's always a repercussion or a product of suppressing something from your past, but there are times when it is, when anxiety is a byproduct of something that happened to you from before that you didn't deal with. We've all been through something. We've all had to deal with something. We have not had a perfect life. There's no way. We're here on earth as a punishment, as a punishment. We're not here to have a good time. We're here to make the best of what we can do here. But this is a punishment. This is a punishment because of Adam and Eve and that whole bull crap. And so we have to live life the best way we can, making the healthiest decisions we can, and just... Moving on when things have happened to us that we feel have robbed us of our innocence, have robbed us of our happiness, right? Maybe it robbed you at one point before, but it doesn't have to continue to rob you. You don't have to stay stuck in that scenario. You can be happy again. You can live again. You can feel good about who you are again. Some of you haven't felt good since you were a child. And when I think when I, I, I think about some of my patients who tell me that they've had anxiety and nervousness for as long as they can freaking remember, and their parents never knew it, that is just disturbing to me. That's disturbing. And so, as I told you guys before, I want everyone to feel happy. I wish that everyone could laugh every day and just feel joy and appreciate who they are and where they come from. And even if you came from a bad background or an unhappy history or you don't have the best family, you can recreate. You can start things all over again. You can. There is such a thing. You don't have to remain unhappy. You don't have to remain. You don't have to stay snug. Some of you are snug. You don't have to stay snug in those bad memories that you have. As I said, something happens along the way to all of us, to everyone, because life isn't perfect. Life is not perfect. This world is not meant to be perfect. So please... As you're going about your your days and your weeks and your months, and as we're getting through COVID-19 and all this, oh my goodness, social injustice and racism, all of the things that 
could be creating transgenerational trauma for a lot of us and vicarious trauma. So I wanted to talk about a video that I saw that um, attorney Benjamin Crump posted this week. And it, I just didn't have it in my spirit and my soul. I may post it on my Instagram, which is Dr. Delvina, or on my Facebook, but it just wasn't in my spirit. It wasn't in my spirit to discuss it because I'm just tired. I'm tired. I mean, in this video, there's two big old white boys on top of this black man that was inside of a lift. These two white men are beating his ass. They are suffocating him. They're strangling him. They're doing everything they can to kill him and to make it acceptable. When I say acceptable, meaning acceptable by the police union so they can be represented, acceptable by the police department so it appears that they did their job. Then one of them claims that he bit him. So I don't want to go into the details because I'm wrapping this up tonight. I appreciate you guys for getting on the couch with me and allowing me to just talk about a few different things. There's so much going on in the world today. Please love on your children, love on your people, love on your family, love on your parents, love on your significant other. Love you. Love you first. I want you to hug yourself, hug yourself, hug yourself, hug yourself. Love you. Love on you. Appreciate who you are. And then next, appreciate everyone else you have in your circle and your life. And treat them right, man. Treat them right. Treat the people you have in your circle. Treat them the way you want to be treated. And the ones who don't reciprocate, you may have to push them to the outside. Push them further out in that circle because they don't appreciate you. If you're showing them that you love them and doing all those things for them to show them you love them and they don't appreciate it, they're not reciprocating, they're not showing you back, then they don't deserve to get any of that energy you have because life is too damn short. So don't spend your energy on someone who doesn't appreciate your energy. Push them to the outer circle. All right, guys, it's been another Sunday night of the Brain Love Podcast. I appreciate you getting on the couch with me. Listen, a couple of things are happening this week. Wednesday night, we have Legacy, Miami Legacy. We have Soul Live on the Soul YouTube channel as well as on their Facebook page. I'll be on providing the mental health and wellness commentary. I'm discussing, my topic is Dear Men, How Do Men Keep their ladies satisfied. What do you have to do to think about your woman, your lady, keeping her happy? And COVID is this time of, this is the time to think about it. COVID is a great time to sit back and to really consider what you're doing. If you're doing things proper. Thursday night is Therapy Thursday. I'll be on my YouTube channel live and Facebook live. My guest is Jessica Penn, and I'm discussing the female anatomy. If you go to my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Delvina Thomas, there is a video on there about the clitoris. But on Thursday night, we're discussing things like vaginoplasty and all these different procedures that women have undergone that have really jacked up their female genitalia because they didn't need it. But what Jessica Penn postulates is that 
it's because there's not an appreciation for the female genitalia, and that's how these things happen. So anyway, that's been my time, y'all. I appreciate you being on the couch with me and listening to me and coming back each Sunday. Please, if you haven't rated my show, please rate my show um, on Spotify, or not Spotify, but on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I think on Spotify you can rate it as well. On Anchor you can rate it. Give me a rating. Tell me what you think of the show. And watch some of the older episodes you may have missed. All right, y'all. Brain love. It's the end of an episode. Thank you guys for joining me on my couch. It's been a pleasure. It's Dr. Delvina. Remember, every day you must have brain love balance. You can't have all work and no play, and you can't have all play and no work. Reframe. Reframe your negative thinking. Think positively. Avoid negative people. Inside, everything you need, it's inside of you. Look inside yourself. Needs. Know your needs. Your needs come first, not everyone else's. Limitations. Limit your expectations of yourself. Ownership. Own your mistakes, learn from them, and move on. Vengeance is not yours. It's the Lord's. Express yourself. Every day, meaningful communication. Don't go to bed angry. And that's been my show, guys. Brain love. Mm -hmm.